Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back, or welcome to another episode of Warden's Wisdom. I'm your host, Jimmy Warden. On today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about how you can increase your focus in productivity. Specifically, I'm going to go over five practical techniques that you can start to practice and try out to see if it really helps to increase your focus in productivity. So without further ado, a quick word from our sponsors, and then we'll get right into the podcast. As you may know, it's becoming harder and harder to focus and genuinely feel productive these days. While we all anticipate notifications pouring into our distraction machines known as smartphones and computers, our quality of focus and work suffers as a result. Not only that, but we often don't take the proper actions to set ourselves up for being focused and productive. If you've ever found yourself feeling distracted and unable to sustain focus while at work or working on meaningful personal projects, you are not alone. The great news is there are some useful and practical ideas that you can try to help you tackle tasks and sustain focused attention. Idea number one is to set up your environment to be one of focus and productivity. With a lot of people still working from home, it can be easy to fall into the habit of working at the kitchen table or working on the living room couch with your pet by your side, especially if you don't have any extra room to create an office space. However, if you have the luxury of an extra room in your place of living, I highly recommend dedicating it to some type of deep work area. So essentially, you're structuring that room in a way that it will foster focus and productivity. Try to have a desk. Maybe have a lamp if extra lighting is needed and any materials that you need for your work. If space is lacking in your place of living, that's okay too. Just carve out a space within a space. For example, you could try putting a mini work desk in the corner of your bedroom or your living room, whatever works best in your space. While at work, try to keep the amount of items that you have in front of you to a minimum. The more items that you have out, the harder it will be to stay focused. This is due to the fact that our eyes have more visual stimuli to focus on and potentially choose from. When these items are not prioritized, our eyes tend to bounce around from item to item trying to figure out which one to use. In sum, know what you need to do your work and keep it at that. No extra items necessary. This goes for people that are back in the office too. Look around at the items on your desk. How many of them do you really need? How many things are just eye candy or actual candy for you to look at or perhaps eat? Having pictures, numerous sticky notes, or snacks out in plain sight make it much easier for our attention to wander because we're giving our eyes something else to look at and look for, which makes our brains consider making decisions other than our work. Now, idea number two is that we should just focus on one thing at a time. This idea is a lot easier said than done. We live in a world where multitasking is glorified to the point where employers often list it as a preferred skill for their prospective employees to have. The catch with multitasking is that our work actually suffers because our focus is divided. Trying to make phone calls while checking and answering emails is a recipe for disaster because important information has a high potential to be mixed up and potentially forgotten altogether. Not only that, but we end up completing less tasks by the day's end when we multitask. Instead of finishing a few important jobs, when we're multitasking, we'll have half finished several, leaving us to tie up loose ends at a later point as new assignments get added to our plate of responsibilities. To quote the great Ron Swanson from Parks and Recreation, it's better to full-ass one thing than half-ass a bunch of things. 
Meaning, if we're going to do something, we should put our full focus and effort into it until the job is done. Honestly, we'll probably be surprised by how much we'll be able to accomplish and how the quality of our work increases. Idea number three is to minimize distractions. If we want to maximize our focus and productivity, there are some things that we should consider to minimize distractions during our work times. First, we should put our damn phones away. A lot of people, myself included, have a tendency to always have their phone in their pocket or have it out on the table of the desk that they're sitting at, or perhaps out on a table at which they're sitting at, even if they're not in a working environment. This habit is a precursor for a distracted mind. Even if we're great at ignoring the buzz buzz of a text message, a ding of an email, or the whistle of a tweet, our focus will inherently turn to the noise, creating a distraction. At the bare minimum, we should at least silence our phones or turn off notifications altogether if placing it in another location is too overwhelming. Wherever our workspace is, we should also try to make sure that the location is quiet. A lot of noise in an environment creates more potential distractions for our focus because our brain will have difficulties balancing our ability to focus with trying to process noise. If we work in an environment that is naturally a bit noisy, I suggest a one-time investment in a pair of noise-canceling headphones. Yes, they can be a bit pricey, but our focus, productivity, and quality of work will have large returns on the investment of those headphones. If we're a person that feels like we would naturally benefit from background noise, try tossing on some white noise or perhaps some tunes in your headphones or from your computer and get right to work. Suggestions on what you could do as far as focus playlists. I prefer jazz and classical music uh, to help me get into a flow state. Perhaps that might work for you. I've also tried binaural beats, and what those are is that it's a sound frequency, uh, two different levels, one level in one ear, one level in another ear. So this wouldn't work if you weren't wearing headphones. And the sound frequencies are supposed to help stimulate more focus because of the fact that there's one frequency in one ear and another frequency in the other ear. However, if you're someone that gets dialed in by blasting Metallica, by all means, rock on. But I'm not really sure um, as far as the, what the research really says regarding rock and roll music and increased levels of focus and productivity. It's also important that we try to keep our surroundings relatively bland so that our eyes aren't wandering around the room similar to how we should limit the number of items in front of us. Because if we try to keep the room bland and we limit the pictures on the wall, the books on the shelf, the neighbor perhaps maybe mowing the lawn or the runner on the street, if we can ensure that our environment is relatively bland and we perhaps close the blinds on the windows, our eyes should have a higher likelihood of staying on our target. And essentially our target is whatever it is that we're working on uh, during our work time. That way we can really keep that focus without breaking it. Targets can be your computer screen, a book page, a blank piece of paper, a blank art canvas, or anything else in between. Idea number four is to set a timer. Setting a timer might seem a bit arbitrary, so bear with me. This idea can help us build our stamina to sustain focused attention. Everyone can sustain focused attention for different lengths of time, and those times vary tremendously. But at some point, everyone needs a brain break. By setting and using a timer during our work time, we are practicing a way to sustain unbroken focused attention. 
if we can set an intention, let's say perhaps 10 minutes of unbroken focused attention, before we do our focused work, we are building neural circuits that are sending messages to our brain, priming them to say, or priming our brain to say, now is a time that I've set to do some work. You'd be surprised how much work that you'll end up getting done within this time frame. I often set myself timers between 30 to 60 minutes, perhaps maybe 90 minutes if it's a lengthier assignment that I'm doing or work bout that I'm doing, maybe even upwards of two hours. But whatever the time frame is, I often get much more done within that time than I would during a distracted time frame. So if we look back at that 30 to 60 minute example, if I were to compare the work that I get done within the 30 to 60 minutes, it is much more than I would during a distracted two or three hours that I would spend on something. And it really correlates with the concept of quality over quantity. The higher quality of work minutes we can have, the less quantity of time we'll need to complete our work as we become more efficient with our focus and productivity. The best parts about this technique are it is something tangible and it can be practiced. Oftentimes we sit down to work without a real intention of how much time we're going to spend working. This opens up the door for distractions. Without the intention placed ahead of time about how much time we will be spending, we'll feel as if we have all the time in the world to complete our project. Setting a timer will give us a time when we can punch out for the day on whatever we're working on, and it really creates a sense of urgency to work within that time frame. We can also play around with the duration of time that we set for our timer and increase it as we see fit. The time increase gives us evidence to accept that our stamina for focus and productivity and our quality of focus and productivity is increasing. Idea number five is to practice the mindfulness technique of noting. Noting is a technique that I have previously written about and podcasted about, but I'll do a quick recap of its essence. Its essence is to create an awareness of when your mind is distracted from the present moment. The most common forms of distraction that we face are our thoughts and, of course, phone notifications. For example, we might be focused on a work project and all of a sudden our phone buzzes and we look at it. Now our focus has been broken from our work and we have a decision to make. Do we continue to look at the phone or do we return to our work? If we commonly make the choice to return to our work, we are already doing a great job noting. If we tend to pick up our phone and get lost in it, oftentimes that means that we are not quite where we need to be as far as our noting practice because, again, we got distracted and we then engaged with the distraction. No worries though, uh, because noting can be practiced in meditation and in everyday life. Some leading actions to notice your thoughts is really just to do that. Notice our thoughts when they drift away from the present or when our actions drift away from the present. This can be helpful as far as making sure that we set an intention so that way we know when our attention has drifted away from the intention. Once we've noticed that that has happened, Mentally and physically, we can return to the present with a deep breath or a mantra. One word that I like to use as a mantra when I notice that my thoughts or actions have drifted from what I want to be doing, I use the word thinking. I say that in my head, and that is my anchor to return to what I was doing. This might sound like a piece of cake, but it is a lot easier said than done. 
which is why I recommend deliberately practicing this technique for small chunks of time in your day-to-day life or through meditation. In due time, noting can eventually become habitual to the point that our mind only wanders for a few seconds at a time. This technique is extremely helpful to correct the misconception that we can will ourselves to focus. If only we tried harder to focus, we'd be able to focus more, right? Not so much. In reality, focus often, usually, takes more of a soft, relaxed concentration than a rigid, effortful focus. When we try too hard to focus, it creates resistance, which makes focusing harder. As I learned in a recent guided meditation, focus comes from awareness, not will. In sum, the best part about all of these ideas is that they don't need to be implemented all at once. Instead, we can try them one at a time as we see fit. However, if we are a person that likes to take things on all at once, by all means, do whatever works for you. For starters, just make sure that space that you set up for work is one that is set up for our focus and productivity. Starting out by making sure that there aren't too many visuals, keeping out the bare minimum of what we need for our work, and the space is solely used for working purposes. Once that's established, try to focus on one task at a time versus multitasking or task switching. Don't forget to minimize your distractions by turning notifications off on your phone or even put your phone away altogether in a drawer, in a cupboard, or perhaps even in a different room. I've even heard of some folks even going as far to put their phone in their car, maybe even on the roof of their home. Again, do what works for you. Not only that, try to minimize the noise in the environment that you're in. And if you see fit and you want to use some background music to help you focus, let it be music that helps you focus. Or perhaps any other of the previously mentioned ideas of white noise or binaural beats. After that, set a timer for how long you'll be engaging in this deep work. This will send a message to your brain that it's time to get cracking and staying focused. Lastly, practice noting. Distractions will inevitably pop up no matter how much we try to minimize them, so it is vital to know how to deal with them appropriately. So give these ideas a go. You never know what you might accomplish. So thanks for tuning in, folks. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to give this podcast a listen. I hope that some of the strategies that I discussed will give you some ideas on how you can increase your focus and productivity. If you have some takeaways, if there were some things that you learned or perhaps some actions that you want to take and apply, please feel free to share this with somebody else that you feel will benefit from it. That is the best way to support the podcast. Another great way to support the podcast is subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, or any other platform where you get your podcasts. Not only that, but please feel free to leave us a review uh, of however many stars you see adequate for the content that you are consuming. And feel free to give us any comments on what we are doing well and perhaps maybe some areas that we can grow. Always open for new ideas, so please feel free to share those as often as possible. Once again, folks, I just want to say thank you for tuning in, and I'm really looking forward to you tuning in next time.